You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Tech Fan Podcast number 187 with, well, just me, Tim Robertson. I'm going to talk about the Amazon Fire TV stick and, yep, I got it, iPhone 6 Plus. Hey guys, what's happening? Tim Robertson here, tech fan number 187. Uh, I'm actually going to do a solo show. I know, weird, huh? It's been a while since I've done a solo show on tech fan. And uh, yeah, it's kind of my fault that we didn't have a show uh, last week when we were supposed to. And I'm not quite sure what's going to happen this Friday when uh, David and Owen and I are supposed to get together. It is Black Friday. It uh, doesn't mean anything uh, to me because I don't go shopping that day. <laughs> and I bet a lot of you don't either. Um, yeah, I, I kind of like the, the Cyber Monday thing better. You get really good deals, you know. But uh, yeah, I'm doing a solo show last week. Uh, David and Owen were going to try to get together. But Owen had or a, uh, David had a meeting he couldn't avoid. And I couldn't do the show then with Owen because I was actually on an airplane at that time uh, i was in los angeles from uh oh, let's see wednesday thursday and friday of last week uh for uh tech week la um interesting show it it took place right on the santa monica pier in this great big giant white tent not like a circus tent like a i don't know like a giant tent that you'd see at a wedding uh i guess i don't know a corporate event, if you will, but it was a big tent. Uh, it was a neat event. The weather was beautiful. Uh, I got my rental car. Uh, I was supposed to have a full size car and for whatever reason they didn't have it. So they gave me a Mustang convertible. <laughs> it was a uh, kind of a, a gun barrel gray color with a black top. It was okay. Uh, I wasn't impressed when the top was up. I couldn't see crap out of the car. It was, uh, I, I don't know. It wasn't, wasn't my cup of tea, but yeah, it was kind of nice though. I, the only time I was really impressed with it was coming back from, uh, Irvine, California, heading back towards LAX at around nine o'clock at night. And I had a line of cars on my left and I wanted to get around them before the big crowd of cars coming up was going to pass me, because I generally don't speed. Uh, and I goosed it, and I got around those cars lickety-split. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It uh, it went up and went. Or as I like to say, it got up and go. Hold on. So, that's why there wasn't a show last week. Um, but I didn't want to wait all the way past... Uh, the American Thanksgiving this Thursday to uh, get another tech fan episode out there because a couple of really cool things have happened uh, to me technology wise and I wanted to talk about it here on tech fan with you guys so uh, let's get right to it two things I'm going to talk about and I'm going to read some feedback and the feedback ties directly into one of my uh, topics the two topics are going to be my iPhone 6 Plus, that's right, I finally got my iPhone 6 Plus. 
and there's a story about getting it, and we'll get into that. But first, I want to talk about a cool new pro or, uh, product that I got from Amazon, believe it or not. Now, uh, two episodes ago, if you guys go back and listen to, uh, let's see, that was 185, uh, Tim Clark reviewed the Amazon Fire TV. And up until that point, I was really interested in possibly picking up a Fire TV. But then Amazon, and I'm still not quite sure why they did this, released a new product. Now, when they made this announcement, they kind of sent this message out to Amazon Prime members that you could actually order it for $19. And this is called the Fire TV Stick. Now, it's a little HDMI dongle. It plugs directly into your HDMI port um, and a remote. That's pretty much it. Now, it also comes with uh, the power supply, which is just a little plug that you plug in. And from that, a USB cable goes up and plugs into the Fire Stick. So it doesn't pull power from the HDMI port. It has to be powered elsewhere, and hence uh, a USB cable has to go to it. And if, uh, let's say, you can't fit the Fire Stick in your HDMI port, uh, you know, you might have um, something in HDMI 1 and 2 and 4, you just whatever, you can't fit it in there. It does come with this little extension. Now you can buy uh, the Fire TV Stick for $39. And, uh, yeah, I, I ordered it right away. I mean, it was 19 bucks. What the heck, right? So... It was supposed to ship at the beginning of December. And I know um, the person who actually brought it to my uh, attention initially, Alyssa Paselli from Three Geeky Ladies podcast here on the Stoplight Network, uh, she ordered it before I did. And her ship date is still in December. Well, for whatever reason, I got an email last week. um, I believe the day I was flying out to LA from Amazon saying, Hey, they got some in early and I'm going to get mine earlier than expected. And it arrived today, today being, uh, as I record this Monday, November 24th, actually it's nighttime at this point. Um, it shipped. I couldn't believe it. And I got it. And of course I immediately wanted to plug it in and check it out. Now, because I'm a prime member, and I ordered it from Amazon, it comes pre-configured, i.e. they've already signed into my account. So I plug it into my HDMI port, uh, run the USB cable, uh, HDMI port on my one of my TVs, and uh, put the batteries in the little remote. It takes two AAA batteries. The remote's very simple, very small. It's actually bigger than the HDMI stick itself, the Fire Stick. Um, plug it in, it launches, it immediately wants to connect to your Wi-Fi network. Now, you have to have a Wi-Fi network, and you have to have a good connection, too. And uh, so I put in my password to my network, found it, selected it, put in my password, hit OK. It immediately went to the Amazon website and downloaded, well, it checks for an update. It, It saw an update, it downloaded the update, and installed it, restarted, launched. Mm, 10 minutes tops. So I was really impressed with uh, how easy it was to set up. Very much like an Apple TV, 
you know, a, a power cable and an HDMI cable, and that's it. That's all you have to do. And because I'm an Amazon Prime member, there's just a ton of content uh, that's for free. Well, not for free. I mean, you got to pay to be a, a Prime member, which I think my renewal comes up in January. And I'll be honest with you, I'm, I absolutely renew my Prime membership every year. Uh, unfortunately, on the flip side of that, iTunes Match. I don't see the benefit of iTunes Match at all. It's doing nothing for me. And I must have set it to auto-renew because I got a notice saying, oh, you've been auto-renewed to uh, iTunes Match. We already charged your credit card. <sighs> it kind of ticked me off because, quite honestly, I was going to cancel it. And I think that's why Apple does that. They don't give you a warning. They don't say, hey, it's going to auto-renew in three days. They just auto-renew it. Because if they give you the choice, uh, I think a lot of people would drop out of iTunes Match. I don't think it's a good value at all. I, I, I don't see any value in it, period. Uh, for me personally, maybe you do, I don't. So I was kind of impressed that the fire stick shows up. I plug it in, it knows who I am. It asks, are you Tim E. Robertson? I said, yep, Tim E, not T-I-M-M-Y, Tim space middle initial E. <laughs> I said, yes, it signed me into my account. And then it asked me, do I want to set a pin? And if I set the pin to make any purchases, you have to enter this pin. And this also allows you to set parental controls. Now, I didn't set that up yet, but I might. And it says, uh, enter the PIN that you set up with Amazon. I have no idea what my PIN on Amazon is. It's not the same as your password. So I'm thinking I must have set a PIN up with my, uh, with my Kindle or my Kindle Fire back in the day. I don't know. So I'm going to have to do a little research on that to figure out what my Amazon PIN number is. It's a five-digit number. I have no clue what it is. And so I didn't set that up. So you, it walks you through connecting to the network. It downloads the update, installs the update. It asks for your pin if you want to set that up. I said no. And then it immediately launches into this animated welcome video that lasts maybe five minutes. It was really cool. I have to be honest with you. This little animated character comes out and he starts talking about the product, uh, the benefits, um, you know, how to use the remote, how to navigate the video and app store. Yes, apps. There are apps on the Fire Stick. Um, I was I was really impressed. I mean, it was, I sat there and watched the whole thing. And, you know, look, I'm a technology expert. I don't need this walkthrough at all. But I, I watched it because I wanted to see what the experience is going to be like for, you know, like if my mom bought it, what would it be like for her? Could she get up and running? Well, this this video that Amazon created, and you can access it at any time too. Um, honestly, it was amazing. It was a great little video. And it kind of made me wonder, why don't more companies do stuff like this? You buy a new TV, you, you plug it in, you connect it, and a little animation video runs that just tells you, hey, this and this and this. And, and it wouldn't cost the companies much. They can store it in internal memory. Um, why doesn't Apple do this with the Apple TV? Why doesn't Microsoft do this with the Xbox? Why doesn't Sony do it with the PS4? It, it's brilliant. It really is. It makes it more approachable. And I think that's a, an important distinction that... 
Amazon anyways, has hit on here, making technology more approachable. I thought that was supposed to be Apple's gig, right? I thought so, but I got to tell you, I'm really, really impressed with uh, with Amazon here. So $19 is what I paid. Uh, you can now still order it um, for $39. Bucks. Unfortunately, yeah, I'm looking on Amazon's uh, website. I think this is going to be a very, very popular product this Christmas for a lot of people. It says in stock on January 15th. So it looks like Amazon's already sold out of this thing. Uh, now, if you're interested, as Tim Clark reviewed a couple episodes ago, like I said, the uh, Amazon Fire TV, that's $99 for a Prime member. Um, and I, I was, on, I'll be honest with you, I was really thinking about getting that, but I'm not going to now. The only thing that still kind of draws me in a little bit to the Amazon Fire TV is you can also buy the game bundle that comes with a controller, kind of a PS4, Xbox type of controller. For 124 bucks, another 25 bucks, you can get this game controller that goes with it. Um, hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that's. Look, I got the the um, Ouya, and I never play it. It's at this point, you know, late November. I, I don't think I've turned this thing on since the beginning of summer. Um. I get emails from Ouya all the time saying, hey, come back and play and blah, blah, blah. But <coughs> I don't. <coughs> Excuse me. It's just it doesn't have any games that interest me. Well, they no, let me take that back. It has a lot of games that interest me. The controller is such a piece of crap on the Ouya that I just don't even want to bother with it. Now, I know I can connect. I forget if it's a, I think it's the PS3 controller you can use as well. Um, and you can use that with the Ouya, but I, I've never done it. I, and honestly, I don't feel like I should have to after buying it, but it's just such a junky co controller that it's turned me off with the Ouya. I, I'm, I've lost all interest. And wasn't Ouya supposed to come out with like a new one every year? That was their one of their initial pitches, a benefit. There'll be a new one every year that'll be faster and better. I don't know how that's a selling point if you're going to buy the first one. Oh, so I can jump on early and then have to buy another one next year. But did they ever come out with a, a version two? Hmm. I don't know. I'm going to have to look into that because I don't think they did. And I don't think they did because the thing's not selling for anything. Um, I'd be surprised, honestly, if a year from now, Ouya is still in business for themselves. I think someone's going to buy them out. I think someone like Steam will come through and buy them out. Um, or maybe Apple. No, Apple wouldn't. I don't know who would. Somebody's going to buy Ouya out, release a new box, and it'll have a crappy controller, and then Ouya will go away. I don't, I don't think these, these miniature Android gaming devices are taking off at all. You know, a year ago, this was kind of the big talk. Steam is going to come out with these Steam boxes from all these different companies, and... Again, it's kind of why would you do? Why would you have so many different companies making so many different boxes that all play the same games? Um, <clears throat> but anyways, I mean that was the big news. Steambox still hasn't come out in in any numbers. I know that uh, I think Alienware is coming out with one by Christmas this year, I believe. But it's pretty expensive. It's like seven hundred fifty bucks. Uh, 
let's see the I can't think of any of the other Android ones. There was quite a few though, and, but Ouya was the big one. That was the one that got all the attention. It, it went through the crowdfunding stuff, um, made a lot of money, released the product, and I think it's been a colossal failure. So I don't know if I'm really all that interested because the Amazon Fire TV, the games portion anyways, that's just Android. That's playing Android gaming. But that's not necessarily a bad thing if the controller is better than the Ouya. I'm going to have to read a trusted review, a, a trusted source of a review for the, the gaming portion of it. Because I'm, I'm really kind of, in, I mean, a, like a hardcore gamer. Because that's what I want to know. Does this is it a really good gaming system? But I don't know. Even if it is ninety nine bucks, I don't really feel like I need it because this Fire TV stick is really cool. I mean, I'm really digging it. Um, as a test, I uh, I actually started uh, watching the Karate Kid, the original, not this crappy one with uh, Will Smith's kid in it. That was a terrible movie, but the original Karate Kid with with uh, Ralph Macchio. Um, the picture quality was fantastic. It was, I hit play and it started playing. There was no, I've noticed that with Apple, when I stream something down, there's kind of this delay. Uh, I've seen the delay, delay anywhere from five seconds to 10 seconds, 20 seconds, just sitting there waiting for it to start playing. Even if it's streaming from my iMac, which is literally 25 feet away. Literally. No, it's not even that. Well, yeah, about 25 feet away. And it's, oh, geez, six feet away from the other one, if that. Because I've got two Apple TVs in operation. And it's still, there's this, there's a delay. And it's just coming from the iMac. But yet, with the Amazon Fire Stick, I hit play, and it started playing immediately. Within two seconds, it was starting to play. That's pretty cool. Um so I had someone on Facebook ask me when I posted earlier that I got this. They said, uh, so it's kind of like the, the Chromecast. Mm. Well, I don't have a Chromecast. I haven't played with one yet. But yeah, kind of. And he asked, which one should he get? The Chromecast, the Apple TV, or the Fire TV Stick? I said, if you're a Prime member, it's a no-brainer. Get the Fire TV Stick. Because you're going to have like 20,000 uh, titles to choose from f for free, basically. Um, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, beyond that, it's, it's less than half the cost. It's $39. And it also comes with not just the Amazon content. It comes with Hulu Plus, Netflix, uh, Showtime Anywhere, uh, Crackle, Pandora, Watch ESPN, PBS, um, Bloomberg TV. I mean, it comes with a lot of content ready to go. I think, does it have the HBO? Let's see. Um, I don't see HBO, but I could have swore I saw HBO content. That might have been the HBO content that's on Amazon Instant Video. Uh, Spotify, YouTube is on there. The History Channel. Um, and, and, oh yeah. Oh, by the way. Yeah. You can play games on this and it says, and play Sonic the Hedgehog two. I wonder how you play. Let me, uh, do you play with the remote? Do you, can you buy that, uh, game controller? Um, 
Yeah, I think you play it. Let's see. Pay less and play more. Enjoy the best-selling titles like You Don't Know Jack, The Game of Life, Flappy Birds, Family, and more using Amplifier TV Remote as the controller. Many are free, and paid games start at just 99 cents. So, <clears throat> yeah, use the, the remote. I, I'll have to try it and play a couple games. I'll let you know in a future episode of uh, here on TechFan if it's viable to play games with that little remote control. And it says if you want to go to the next gaming uh, go to the Amazon Fire TV. So yeah, but still, I don't, I don't get that Amazon just released the the Fire TV for a hundred bucks, and then they come out with this Fire Stick. I don't understand why they would eat their own lunch like that. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But I don't know. I, as someone who now owns a Fire TV stick. I'm really happy with it. It, uh, let's see, uh, four times the storage and two times the memory of a Chromecast, plus a dual core processor and one gigabyte of memory. Massive over 200,000 TV episodes and movies, millions of songs, and hundreds of games. Your partner in Prime, enjoy unlimited access to more than 40,000 movies and TV episodes with Prime Instant Video, including the HBO collection. And original so shows like Transparent and Alpha House. Oh, by the way, Alpha House, such a good show. Um, they just released season two. Uh, really enjoy that. And um, Lilyhammer, by the way, is another one of my favorites on... Um, what is that on? Oh, Netflix. They just came out with season three, so I was happy about that. Uh, dedicated remote and app for easy use. Uh, voice search that actually works, but you have to have the... Is, now, I noticed on the startup video, and I missed this part of it, you can, with a compatible, in other words, i.e. one of the newer um, Amazon Fire phone, which nobody has and nobody wants to buy, or an Amazon Fire Kindle, you can actually talk into the microphone and it will control it, just like the Fire TV. And they're going to be updating the iOS app so you can do it from an iPhone or an iPad as well. So that will be cool. Um, but honestly, all I've, all I've really checked out is the, the video portion of it. And that's honestly what I was the most interested in. But now I'm kind of curious about the gaming section. I, I kind of am. I'm kind of curious on uh, how does it work? How fast is it? Does it... Can you really use a controller or a remote control as a controller? So that is uh, my first, oh, let's say six hours now with the Fire TV stick. I picked it up for 19 bucks. Uh, the regular price is now $39, but it looks like it's selling like mad. It's sold out and they'll have it in stock January 15th. 40 bucks, less than half the cost of an Apple TV. And if you're a Prime member, it's a no-brainer. Get it. It really is. It's it's pretty awesome. Uh, let me take a quick break here, and then uh, I'll be back to talk about my iPhone 6 Plus adventures. When The Rock is not making movies or laying the smackdown on fools, The Rock listens to the Tech Fan Podcast with Tim and David. Can you smell what The Rock is cooking? All right, guys, I'm back here. Uh, tech fan, 
Podcast 187. I'm Tim Robertson. Love to get feedback from you guys. Uh, send it to Tim at techfanpodcast.com, and I'll share it with uh, Owen and David as well. We'll read your email right here on the show. Uh, you can also use your uh, voice memo app on your iPhone, record your message with the voice memo, and then share it by sending it as an email. Same address, Tim at techfanpodcast.com. And I'll play your audio feedback right here. Now, I do have a... Uh, actually, I've got a few. Um, but the other two I'm going to save for when David and Owen are here on the show. I'm going to read one from Mike Breed. Because it ties in with the iPhone 6. But uh, I'm actually going to pause the show because it's kind of late at night. It's going on 11 i think my wife just got back home from uh running to the store and uh she won't like if i'm recording a podcast when she comes in because she's going to be upset that she has to be quiet carrying the bags in so let me pause real quick and see if she's actually here hold on yep she's here <clears throat> so got all the groceries uh my she likes uh, doing grocery shopping um later in the day rather than earlier because a lot less crowds uh gets in and out She's awesome, and uh, so yeah, she's back. Um, let's continue the show. <laughs> I don't know what else to say there. Uh, so <clears throat> iPhone 6 Plus. Now, as you know, uh, I was up and able to order the iPhone 6 Plus when it was released, and I didn't. I had second thoughts, and it took me a couple weeks to stop by an Apple store uh, actually in Schaumburg, Illinois, and look at the 6 and the 6 Plus because it's such a big phone, and I, I wanted to make sure it was going to be the right one for me because if it wasn't, honestly, I was going to stick with the 5S because the 5S is a great phone. I I, I absolutely love my 5S. Um, but if the, the 6 Plus just was too big, I was going to stick with the 5S because I didn't think there was a big enough difference between my 5S and the 6. Uh, other than the, uh, you know, the near-field communication stuff, i.e. Apple Pay, which I'm not really all that interested in, to be honest. Although, I did enter uh, a card into my iPhone 6 Plus. I will test that eventually. Um, but it's not, you know, that that's had no bearing on me wanting an iPhone 6 Plus. So I went to the Schaumburg Apple Store, played with the iPhone 6 Plus, loved it. Realized I made a huge mistake by not ordering it when I should have, and I did place my order uh, on October 3rd. Now, the iPhone was actually supposed to be delivered last week. And at the beginning of last week, I think it was on a... Uh, you know what? I think it was a Saturday or a Friday the week before. Uh, I was constantly checking my status on the AT&T website to see if it shipped. And uh, I checked it, and it said, canceled. Not shipped, not pending shipment, canceled. Now, there was a huge mistake made somewhere, and it wasn't me, because there's no way I would have canceled my iPhone 6 Plus order. No way. So I called AT&T, uh, and I said, what's going on? Lady looked into it and said, oh, 
Now, see, let, let me back up and say I purchased the phone through the, um, uh, what do you call it, the AT&T Next Plan where you pay extra every month and you can upgrade your phone <clears throat> on a yearly basis. Um, but they still have to charge you tax. And they have to charge you tax for the entire purchase. And the tax for my iPhone 6 Plus, because I got the 64 gig, was around 50 bucks. And what happened was, <clears throat> rather than use the credit card they have on file that I use every month to pay my bill, they went and tried to charge an old credit card that they still had on file somewhere that had expired and I wasn't even using anymore. And since they couldn't charge the tax to that credit card, they canceled my order. Did they send me an email saying, hey, we've suspended your order and, and put it on hold. Uh, we can hold this for 12 hours or 24 hours for you to update your billing uh, so we can get you your phone because they don't actually charge you that tax until they're actually shipping the phone. Which meant they went to ship my phone, they went to charge my, me the tax, said, oh, this credit card is no good, cancel the order. So did they contact me? Nope. An email? Nope. A phone call? <clears throat> I'm pretty sure they have phones at AT&T. Call me kooky, but I, I think they might. No. They didn't contact me at all. They just canceled the order. Here's the thing. Because I'm on this next installment plan payment thing, I've already been paying for this iPhone. I've already made two monthly payments, which included the new iPhone 6 Plus purchase. So they're already charging me. They're already taking my money for the phone, for which order they have now canceled because they made some kind of a clerical error. To say I was pissed off would be putting it mildly. <laughs> I was hot. And I went round and round with this, uh, this lady the first night. And I said, okay, you know, here's an updated credit card. Which she then ran and said, we're all set. I said, great. So I'm getting my, you're going to ship it out immediately, right? No. Not immediately. You go to the back of the line. Your new ship date is uh, December 27th through January 2nd or 3rd. <laughs> you can imagine, I'm sure, after... If you've listened to me on this podcast for any length of time, I'm sure you can imagine that probably didn't go over very well with me. And it didn't. She couldn't do anything about it. Apathetic. Meh. Didn't care. So, I called back on the Monday following. So this would have been last Monday. And... I really did do a good job of controlling my temper because at this point I was completely ready to jump ship and go to Verizon. I really was. I was that, that angry. And now this person understood the plight, realized it wasn't my fault at all, that they had made some kind of an error. It was going to, um, bump it up to expedited shipping. She said they don't usually do this with the iPhone 6 Plus because it's they can't keep it in stock. It's six to eight weeks out. 
for delivery. But because I, they were already going to ship mine, she was going to try to expedite it. So again, I checked the status and it didn't change on the order page. I called on Tuesday because I didn't see that anything changed on my order status page. I was literally on hold for 45 minutes and got bounced around three different times. One person said that they were going to take care of it. They put me on hold for 10 minutes. After 10 minutes, some beeping sounds, and I got a new person who knew nothing about it, and I had to start over. I was livid. And right when I was about to say, okay, you know what? I'm canceling my AT&T service, uh, and I'm, you know, as soon as I hang up, I'm driving to the Verizon store here in town. She said, oh, I see that it's already gone through. Uh, it, it looks like it's uh, shipping out today. You should get it on Friday. That's pretty good news. And that's exactly what happened, except here's the weird part. They sent it through the United States Postal Service, not UPS, not FedEx, two-day USPS. They also shipped it, so it didn't require a signature, and the mail carrier just stuck it in the mailbox. That's right, a $900 iPhone stuck in a mailbox. Nice. Now, thankfully, my wife had just been getting home at that point. I, remember, this is last Friday. I was, uh, I was in the air on an American Airlines flight heading to Chicago where I was going to get my connecting flight to Detroit, at which point I was going to have to drive an hour and a half home, an uh, hour and 40 minutes. My wife has, was just pulling in the driveway from picking up the kids from school when the mail carrier pulled away from the box, the mailbox. So... It wasn't left there for more than 20 seconds. But for all that mail carrier was concerned, it's, it was just a package. They just left it in the mailbox. Not really great customer service, AT&T, to be honest. I'm uh, not real impressed, to be honest with you. You know, for you to make a mistake, I have to wait a week to get my phone after waiting six weeks. And then I only got it when I did because I complained multiple times. Uh, getting forced to the end of the line if I would have complained. Uh, being put on hold for that long and transferred to that many people. And then finally shipping it in the most insecure way you possibly could without requiring a signature. Just disgusting. Just disgusting. But let's move beyond that aspect. What about the iPhone 6 Plus itself? I love it. It's amazing. Yep, it's big. That's part of the reason I love it so much. It's, uh, it's exactly what I've been wanting my iPhone to be since I bought the original iPhone in 2007 for $699. It's, the, the screen is just brilliant. And yep, it is big, um, but I've got pretty big hands. And I can reach the, you know, the top of the, the active screen, no problem. 
Uh, I haven't yet to use that, you know, double push, not double click, double push the home button to for the easy access. I, I don't have to do that. Uh, but it's kind of neat that you can. It takes beautiful photos. And it takes amazing videos. It's buttery smooth. Very fast. And it is slippery. I, I will give it... I'll give people that, that I have a case on it, so it doesn't feel very slippery. And I got a really form-fitting case, so it's not adding hardy in any bulk at all. But I really, really, really love this iPhone 6 Plus. I do. I think it's the best iPhone Apple has ever made. And so far, I'm getting amazing battery life, but I really haven't put that to the test. That'll be the next big thing that I'm going to check, is the battery life, because... Honestly, uh, the quality of the camera, the big screen, and battery life were the three biggest reasons I wanted to upgrade. The battery life on my iPhone 5S sucked. I mean, it was just bad. Now, the flip side of that is most of the time I was in an area where I can keep it plugged in. If I was driving to work, it's a five-hour drive. It was always plugged in. If I'm actually at work, there's power. I could plug it in. It's, it stays charged. If I'm at home, it's plugged in if I'm not actively using it. And the same thing goes with my wife because she now has my iPhone 5S. She replaced her iPhone 4S with my 5S. Uh, I haven't talked to her, but I think she's happy with it. Um, although she doesn't like the upgraded uh, weather app from Apple. You used to be able to uh, push a certain part of the screen. It would actually give you the temperature, but this is what it actually feels like. It doesn't do that anymore, and she doesn't like that because she wants to know what it actually feels like outside, not just the temperature. Because there is a difference, by the way. It could be 40 degrees, but if the wind's blowing and it's raining like it is right now, it could feel like 32. So that makes a big difference on how you want to, you know, dress to go outside. <laughs> the, the feels like temperature is what you're really con concerned with. Who cares what the actual temperature... Tell me how it feels. Uh, it's 80 degrees, but it feels like 30. Well, then I don't care about the 80 degrees part. It feels like 30. Um, but that feature is gone with the Apple Weather app. Or if it's there somewhere, they moved it or something, send me an email. Let me know because she would really, really like to know. So, yeah, I love the iPhone 6 Plus so far. I'm really, really digging it. Um, to me, everything's better with the bigger screen. Now, but this, uh, I, let me, with a caveat, this is the biggest screen that I would want in a phone, a five and a half inch. Um, anything bigger than this would be too big. This is the maximum size I want my iPhone. My wife says I look stupid holding it up to my head. <laughs> um, I was at the gas station yesterday, and I was asking if the, the little terminals used Apple Pay and uh, one of the regular cashiers that uh, is there didn't even know what Apple Pay was. And I pull on my iPhone to kind of show her what Apple Pay was. And she goes, what is that? And I said, it's the it's an iPhone. She goes, is that the 6 Plus? And I said, yeah. And she went, wow, it's big. So I handed it to her and let her play with it for a second. And she put it up to her face and went, oh, and made this goofy face. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a it's a big phone. It's not for everyone. This will be the first iPhone I know for a fact my wife's not going to want next year if I upgrade. I, but honestly, I, I don't know what Apple can do with an iPhone 6 Plus 2, if that's what it's going to be called. Who knows? 
iPhone 7 Plus, I guess. I don't know, whatever. Um, I can't imagine what they could do with it that's going to entice me to replace this one. I don't know, unless the battery life degrades to the point where, you know, it's a viable option. Otherwise, mm. I knew with the, the iPhone 5S that I would replace it as soon as Apple comes out with the larger screened iPhone. I knew that for a fact. Or I guess, you know, a year goes by and it's just too big and I'm like, oh, I kind of wish it was smaller now. Then maybe I go with an iPhone 7, not the 7 Plus, but I don't think that's going to happen. So I'm very, very pleased so far with it. Um, that being said, it's been four days and I haven't, I haven't really done any kind of rigorous testing with it or even extended use. I haven't gone anywhere. You know, I just got back from California. So over the weekend, I didn't feel like doing crap. So I didn't go anywhere. Today's Monday. Um, so really it's only been three and a half days cause I, I got it when I got home late Monday or Friday from the LA trip. Uh, I swapped my Sims out Saturday morning from the iPhone 5S to the 6S, restored it as the 5S settings from my last backup. So all the apps were there, all my settings were there and just started using it. And then I had to, then I pulled out the, uh, uh, the SIM card that came with the iPhone 6 plus, put that in the iPhone 5S and then activated that with AT&T under my wife's phone number. So I, we didn't have to go anywhere. We did it right here from home. It was great. Now, all that being said, and, and I mentioned we have uh, an email that I'm going to read from Mike Breed. Mike is a uh, regular contributor at MyMac.com. Trying to remember if Mike's ever been on Tech Fan in the past. Man, it seems like I've had him on a podcast before. Let me do a quick search. Copy his name. Go to. Uh, I don't even. Have, oh yeah, I do. Uh, TechFan. TechFanPodcast.com. Someone tried to sell me TechFanPodcastFan.com or something like that the other day. I was like, oh, no, no, it doesn't look like I've ever had uh, Mike Breed on. Tech fan before. That's kind of surprising because I could have swore. Maybe I had him when I was doing the MyMac podcast. Let me go to uh, mymacpodcast.com and do a search because now I have to know, right? Um, it looks like we may have had him on. Well, I didn't. No. Well, wait a minute. Oh, where is it? Breed. Yeah, um, it looks like he was a he did an audio audio blah, an audio review on uh, my Mac podcast four nineteen, which uh, was just back in September second. So, oh no, September second, twenty twelve. <laughs> yeah, because there are over five hundred episodes. Dur. So yeah, um, if you actually want to hear Mike Breed, Breed. My, I cannot talk, but in my defense, it's after 11 o'clock at night as I record this. Um, that's the show he's on my Mac podcast 419. But, uh, yeah, I've got this email from Mike. Now Mike was, uh, smarter than me. 
and bought his iPhone 6 Plus earlier, and he's had it, uh, I think he had it for about a week or two before me. And so this is his uh, email. Let me take a drink here real quick. Wet my whistle. I almost had my wife buy some uh, Bailey's Irish Cream. It's my favorite alcoholic drink. Alcoholic? No, just alcohol drink. <laughs> alcoholic. I'm not an alcoholic, I swear. Uh, I hardly ever drink. Um, I don't know, it just sounded really good. But I like it if it's ice cold, and if she would have bought it at the store, I wouldn't have been able to have it tonight. But, I don't know, one of these days, maybe I'll, I'll crack open one and uh, do a podcast and have uh, some spirits. I did that way back in, uh, oh, what was it? It was a track talk episode. It's a, that's a podcast that doesn't even exist anymore. Um, I wonder if the website's still up. Let me check. I know I'm tracktalk.com. Uh, no. Track talk. Was it track talk? Tracktalkpodcast.com. Was that it? No, I don't know. I think I let it expire because it was a show that died. Um, anyways, yeah, it's gone. Uh, I still have that episode, but I did an ep- I did a uh, a video review or a uh, podcast drinking, and I listened to that like a year ago, and it's definitely a different type of interview or uh, I keep saying interview, uh, a different type of uh, podcast when I'm drinking. I get a, a lot. Actually, I kind of act like I am right now, stumbling over my own words. <laughs> uh, and this is why I don't podcast at night most of the time. So, and you know, the funny thing is I was going to make this a shorter episode. I'm already at like 45 minutes. So it's going to be a normal size episode, which is pretty rare when I do a solo show. So here is uh, Mike Breed's email. Hey guys. Hey, that's my line. I know Tim is scheduled to receive his iPhone 6 Plus in the mail today. A word of caution should be made, though. I've had my iPhone 6 Plus since November 4th, just under three weeks now. I'll be very gentle with it. Uh, I've been very gentle with it and have opted to use one of Apple's leather cases on it. It is indeed very slippery, and the leather case helps with that a great deal while minimizing its slip, or I'm sorry, while maintaining its slim profile. I should put on my reading glasses. That's not the real issue, though. Yep, you guessed it. Benghazi. I think some of the claims by folks are exaggerated, but there is an element of concern there. The iPhone is large and does indeed flex. Do not keep it in your pants pocket. I never put mine in my back pocket, but I do on occasion put it in my front pants jeans pocket. Don't sit down with it in your pocket. That's applying uneven pressure to the phone, as you'll see as you read on. Here's my scenario with it. I've literally babied this iPhone for the past three weeks, and yet while at the copier at work this morning, I set my iPhone backside down on the table and notice a very slight wobble. I took it out of the case and laid it down, and yes, indeed, two opposite corners of the phone were ever so slightly raised up, causing the tiny wobble. I very gently picked up the phone and pushed them the opposite direction. I mean, I did this very gently. Guess what? Wobble gone. The force I used was minimal and yet it bent back to their proper orientation. 
no wonder the wobble was there. That kind of pressure is easily applied just sitting down with the iPhone in your front pants pocket. I guess it's a word of, word of caution. A very thin slab of aluminum will flex with a, uh, with a little pressure. I, for one, plan to keep it out of my pants pocket from now on. I'll use my messenger bag or shirt jacket pocket. Hope your trip went well, David. Be well, or hope your trip went well, Tim. Be well, David. Hope your next holidays are pleasant. Okay, so that is a little concerning. Um, you know, I've only had mine for, like I said, three and a half days, and I haven't seen that yet. But I immediately put mine in a case. Is that going to help? I don't know. His was in a case, and it bent a little bit. Uh, I do put my iPhone in my front pocket. Uh, that's the only pocket I have most of the time. And I'm not going to carry it around my hand because it's a big phone. So I don't know. I'm going to have to keep an eye on that. Uh, I did not pick up Apple Care Plus when I bought this, so I do need to go to the Apple Store and buy that. It's $99. Uh, I hate buying the extended warranty, but you know what? I didn't, I didn't get it for my uh, iPad Air 2 either. Although that's for different reasons. So really I need to spend 200 bucks at Apple and pick up Apple care plus for both of these devices because, uh, especially with the iPhone, I don't usually take my iPad air two with me very often. Although I have been on my trips, but my iPhone is always with me. And when you have Apple care plus and you take your phone with you, you're less concerned of it getting damaged because meh, it cost me 49 bucks. I'll get a brand new one. Right? Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep an eye on this. Thank you very much, by the way, Mike. Because uh, yeah, it's eye opening, and I think that if anybody is considering buying an iPhone six plus or an iPhone six, pick up the Apple Care. You know, I worked at an Apple specialist, and I saw iPhones come in in terrible condition. I seen them come in that they looked fine, but they were shot, and had they had the Apple care plus, it would have been 49 bucks. They would have walked out with a new iPhone. They didn't have it. So they were stuck. It was going to cost them a lot of money to, uh, to get a different phone. So yeah, I'm going to go get Apple care plus probably going to wait to after the holidays. Uh, I got to spend a lot of money here on Christmas stuff, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's definitely on my to do list to buy scary, scary stuff. Speaking of scary, you can go to the Tech Fan Podcast website and uh, leave a comment as a show under the show notes, and uh, we'll read that here on the show as well. We really do appreciate the feedback. It it makes the show uh, better for us. It lets us know that hey, you guys are out there listening, and uh, you care, and uh, we're entertaining you, hopefully, or at the very least, we're irritating you. <laughs> Either way, we'd love to have feedback from you. I know uh, David and Owen appreciate it just as much as I do. Uh, I see how many people download the show, so I know that there's uh, a lot of you that are listening. But we just don't seem to get a lot of uh, feedback. And I think that's because we don't solicit it as much as some other shows do. Um, for instance, I haven't talked about this in two months now, but we have a Facebook page. Uh, let me make sure I get the, <laughs> see now it's been so long since I talked about it. I, I was like, Oh, wait a minute. What is the feedback page or the, uh, Facebook page? So if you're on Facebook and most people are, well, David's not, well, technically he is, but he never uses it cause he's paranoid about it. 
um, it's uh, facebook.com slash techfanpodcast. And David's face is, I got to update the artwork because it doesn't show Owen. It's still just David and I. So I got to do something about that. But David, you actually are on Facebook and you're on that page because your face is actually there. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I'm just messing with my friend. Um, but yeah, go like the page on uh, Facebook. I know I haven't promoted it at all, but already 90 people have liked it. That's a very small number compared to how many people are actually listening to this episode. So, uh, yeah, if you wouldn't mind, go to your Facebook page, do a quick search for Tech Fan. You'll find the page and like it. And uh, if you're on the Internet anyways, you're browsing around and you're looking for other stuff to read, I have a new blog that I've been posting to. I think I've got four or five articles up there now. It is video game centric. Uh, it's mostly about older video games. It's called notnewvideogames.com. And uh, I've been posting up there uh, every week and a half or so. And I started it, you know what? I'm not even sure when I started it. When did I start it? Let me go to the website and look. Um, the last thing I posted was on uh, November 17th, which was about a week ago. So I'm, I'm kind of due to write something new. Um, my first post though was on October 13th. So this is a really relatively for me anyways, brand new website. Uh, you know, mymac.com I've owned since 1995, uh, tech fan we've been doing for a, a number of years now, four plus almost five years. So, um, yeah, I guess it's been about, yeah, it's been over, it's been four years that we've been doing tech fan now almost, I think eh. I'd have to look at the. Now I have to know. See, this is my problem. I, I bring something up. I'm not prepared to talk about it. Sound ignorant, and then I have to go look. So when did TechFan start? TechFan actually started. Go to techfanpodcast.com, archive, September 2010. So, yeah, it's three and a half years. Um, not even quite. No, I'm sorry. It's over four years, isn't it? Yeah, I can count well. It's November, and... 2014 so it's uh, yeah four years and one month so a website relatively new um in my mind is just started in october and it's just kind of stories about video games uh collecting them playing them um some personal stuff the last one is called the buy and it's about uh, an Atari 2600 that was handed down to me from my Uncle Robert, who recently passed away. And uh, it, it's more than just that. But I, I kind of get some personal stuff out there with this uh, new uh, blog. So check it out, notnewvideogames.com. Make sure you do check out mymac.com, uh, Going Strong. Um, we're real close to our 20th anniversary of that publication. And thank you very much for listening to this a uh, long rambling episode of Tech Fan by me. And again, please send feedback. It's Tim at TechFanPodcast.com or just go to the website TechFanPodcast.com and uh, leave a message there. And if you're already going to be on your computer and you're using iTunes to download or listen to this, go to the iTunes listing for this podcast and uh, leave us feedback there. 
rate the show, review the show, leave us feedback there. It does help. We do appreciate it. And uh, we do see it. So thank you very much for listening to this episode. And uh, we'll probably see you again this Friday. And for my uh, our listeners here in the U.S., happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs>